it's just this presence. I don't know, something that is so compelling, you know, and there's something really good and beautiful about it. But I know that I want to be where that is. I want to pursue that. I want more of it. Who doesn't, you know, like there has to be, yeah, the ability to pursue that, even for somebody that's in the darkest of the darkest of the darkest places. Light has to always creep in and permeate that. It cannot remain dark forever. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be, and I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Welcome to today's episode. We are doing something totally different today. David, my husband, also our lead videographer of our team here at Almond Leaf Studios, wants to interview me. Yeah. And I have <laughs> no idea what he's going to ask me. And yeah, here we go. Take it away. If you guys could see the fear in her eyes, she's like looking at me with this. <laughs> he asked me before. We've recorded a few of these, and I am really bad at it. That's what we've decided. <laughs> I get a very uh, monotone voice or something. It just ends up sounding really boring. So I figured... It's like your serious voice. What is what's more fun than being boring is interviewing you. <laughs> Let's not talk about me and my stuff. Let's talk about you and your stuff. That's way more fun. Oh, yay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> So one of the things that we value, I value mostly because of you, (laughs) I've learned to value, is kind of this ongoing educational piece of, well, I guess it has two tracks. It's got kind of a personal track and then a professional track, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. And for a while, there was a lot of investing in types of educations that were pretty strictly towards the professional side of life. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't until one of the last ones that it got a little bit more personal. The and, mastermind that I was yeah. in, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That led to more personal growth mm-hmm. and changes in your outlook on business, on life, on yeah. meditation, on like how to recharge, how to not burn out, all those things. Mm-hmm. Which I would add too with that, that I went into it thinking it was all business. Right. And that to me was actually one of my favorite parts about it is that I thought I was pursuing a business mastermind and instead it was so much personal work that then trickled into the business. 
Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what spawned this podcast. That's what spawned a lot of different things. Kind of this integration of personal and professional, not just the blurring of the lines, but the benefit of those two being one and how we can lead our businesses out of a place of a vulnerability of growth and things like that. I see it as like an integration. Like, like I think through that experience, learning that my own personal growth directly affects the business growth and the business can only grow so far as I've personally Mm -hmm. grown. Like the health of the business Mm -hmm. is a reflection of the health of the owner. Right. And with that have come new viewpoints and new vocabularies and things like that around understandings of (laughs) things. I've gotten more woo. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to start with a very simple question and then move in probably more into the pieces that kind of make up that question, I guess. Mm -hmm. So first, a simple definition of a term. I would like you to define manifestation. Oh, wow. Okay. Funny that you just said this because I just recorded an episode where I asked somebody this question. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so my brain, I know you my brain is trying it. to recall what she said, but yeah, I would say, I think that manifestation is bringing to fruition the desires, the longings that are within your heart. It is bringing awareness to what you desire and then almost allowing the blocks, the things that the fears, the the beliefs that would hinder or keep you from receiving those, bringing awareness to that as well. So, and removing them so that that thing can actually come to fruition in your life. Does that make sense? I think so. It's yeah. very long-winded, but... No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was very short-winded. Okay, great. <laughs> I can get pretty wordy sometimes, pretty lengthy. So... If I want something, then the only thing getting in the way of what I want is me. Are there also the potentials for outside forces? I think the answer is yes. I think that I'm on a journey of believing that. Believing which side? That that the answer is yes. That like you I think are the only reason that you do not get what you want. I think so. I do. And and I think that I'm on a journey of really fully embracing that. I think that there's some things that happen that are like bigger than or outside of us that it's easy to say, well, I didn't get that thing because that person didn't want to, or I didn't achieve my dreams in this because I had a health scare or like, there's lots of things that can happen. But from the studies that I've been doing and the people I've been talking to about this, the people who have studied much greater lengths than I have, there seems to be this beautiful like awareness of how time and space and matter all operate. And I think it's probably far more scientific than I am able to articulate. But I don't know, I'm starting to think it actually is. We hold that keys to that. And that even in ways that we don't realize that we're affecting or influencing that, that maybe it is all connected to like, to us, that it's rooted in our own beliefs. And I think sometimes we hold ourselves back by not acknowledging what we actually truly want or why we really want it or feeling confused about that. And then I think in other ways, there's lots of ways that maybe I don't really know that I fully understand the energetics of all of this and how it works, but I'm finding those conversations and and those studies really fascinating to me. So I'm learning a lot about it. 
So I think I would still stick by that answer of like, I believe the answer might actually be yes. And I'm learning to actually believe that. (laughs) So you and I both come from a history and a background in a religious world that kind of speaks to manifestation, but in a, if I gear this towards Mm -hmm. a prayer towards God, a higher being, then therefore God answers prayers. Sometimes God's answers can be no. So if manifestation, if I'm the only thing that can get in the way between getting what I want, is it possible that a higher being, or even if you wanted to call it the universe or energies or whatever you want to call it, could say no? and could actually know something is better for you than what you may want? Or can you manifest and destroy yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Because I know that I want things that I don't need. I want Mm -hmm. things that are not helpful towards me. Mm -hmm. I want things that can lead to destroying me. So like if all I want in life is money, and I feel like the things that get in way of money, I start seeing them in my life. And one of those things is you. Mm-hmm. And I decide, well, I needed a divorce from you to have more money. Mm-hmm. And then that means giving up the kids because the kids are getting in the way that they're draining my resources. I need to sell the house to get more money to buy a different house, or I need to sell two cars to get one really good car because I really care about something really nice. In the that pursuit makes sense. of something. In the pursuit of yeah. wealth. Yeah. Just because I want money instead of happiness. Yeah. So, <laughs> so is- I traded in right. good, wonderful happiness for just paper. Yeah. So first of all, I love that you're using that example because I know you like, you just like flipped all your values on the head. Like that's not, you would never value that. <laughs> so it's not a very realistic example, but oh, we'll go with real it. One? No, no, it's fine. We'll go with it. I mean, this is so helpful to have something tangible like that because I think what I've understood as I study manifestation, as I study, I don't know, some of these more woo <laughs> ways of being. I think, Well, I don't know if they are. I, just, I, I don't know if they I'm are either. Yeah. This. And maybe they're not. And that's probably not the best way to to talk about it even. So I think what I would say is I don't think that that would be the true actual desire. Like you might think that you want to manifest a lot of money, but you actually value something really different. And so I think that's where I kind of pause and say, oh, I think the answer is yes, that we're the ones that get in our own way. Sometimes the reason that we get in the way or how we get in our own way in manifesting what we want or what we desire is kind of a misinformed I don't know how I even want to say that, like calling into being or like trying to manifest or or articulating a longing, like you're saying money. So let's say that you want money, but I would say we probably would need to dig deeper. Like what would money get you? What would you achieve with money? Why would money be the thing that you want to manifest? Is it actually that you just want money? I mean, money makes things easier, but it doesn't really solve problems. I mean, it solves the problem that you can pay your bills. So I guess I'm like, maybe that's not fully true, but I don't know. I think that, you know, a lot of times money gives freedom. And so really what you're longing for is freedom. Really, you're longing for peace and for, you know, being able to meet needs. You're maybe longing to be generous. You're longing to be able to have the finances to give. So I think a lot of times there's an underlying longing or underlying desire that is really what you're actually wanting to manifest. And so it can be really easy to say, okay, well, I want to manifest luxury 
new vehicle or, you know, whatever, or I've decided I want this color and this car. And there are people that will speak that kind of manifestation out there. And I'm not sure how I feel about all of that yet. I think, you know, if you go back to the question, the bigger question of like God, the universe, kind of a religious perspective on it, even that you pray for something and that God gives you the desires of your heart, right? Like that's kind of what we were taught growing up. And I think that there's definitely a lot of correlation with manifestation too. It's very different terminology, but I see a ton of similarity in it too, where you're like, whoa, like it's all very spiritual. There's a lot of awareness of bigger than us kind of philosophies, if that makes sense. And I think that sometimes it is, it's more of like, what are you actually longing for? What are you truly desiring underneath all of that? Mm -hmm. So like if we've always been taught or told that manifestation is outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. or God is outside of ourselves, because even in religious worldview, I think that in some circles, people would say like, well, the greatest mystery is that God is in us. And so if we can know ourselves in a space at our deepest ways, I don't think that's necessarily anti-God, but then to know what really makes the world go round, because there are things that are selfish within ourselves. myself. There are desires and things that I feel like are not helpful to the world around me, but there are also some that are just frivolous that don't really matter. Like, okay, so I do have that, but I didn't get this other thing. So like, I guess the bigger question is, so if we get in the way of manifestation, is there ever a, I need a different manifestation or I need to rethink how I'm even picturing this or do you just keep trying to figure out how to get out of the way if it's really the best for us Mm -hmm. or do we say it is I know myself well enough and we go inward and say like yeah what is it in me that's getting then therefore in the way right and questioning you know what you're desiring too and saying why do I desire that I think the beautiful part of manifestation that I've fallen in love with in some ways is this, the whole experience. So like in my understanding, the experience of manifestation is, hey, I want this thing. I've kind of acknowledged this desire. I've acknowledged this longing. This thing is something that I long for. I want in my life. There's an absence of it right now. And I'd like to pursue that, right? So then you kind of figure out like, what's holding you back? There's a whole bunch of different processes that you can do of like trying to figure out what might be blocking that. But then really the best way to actually like kind of bring that into your world, into being is to to begin to feel the feelings of what that would be like to actually have that or possess Hmm. it or be it. So I feel like people who've been single most of their lives searching for a relationship, Mm -hmm. search, 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 search. And almost every story that you hear of is somebody who gave up. Yeah, They didn't give up on the search for, I mean, they did, but what they ended up replacing it with, I am enough for me. Yes. And I found exactly. complete fulfillment in this space. Mm-hmm. And then something falls into that space. And then, yeah, the attraction comes to that because it's, they're really longing for contentment, right? Gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. and they think that they need that other person That's to. why people are like, well, then I'm going to give up on it. Well, you can't just do that. Right. <laughs> you have right. to actually be content and happy yes. and good and all the things. Correct. So yeah. same thing. So let's say that like, you know, let's take it a step further. I just, you brought up the car analogy. You know, we need mm-hmm. a new vehicle. We've been talking about We talk that. about cars because we, uh, really, we have two cars that came straight out of college. Yeah, we've <laughs> had them for a very long time and we haven't, per, you know, purchased anything new. 
And I'm so it's not on Dora my... the Explorer. It's pretty sexy. <laughs> Your two-door team girl car. We team girl car. Explorer. I remember when we were sport. dating. <laughs> the, the With a roof rack that moves. <laughs> and almost falls off and hits the cars behind you. Nah, it's Look, you want to talk about the duct tape console? <laughs> I All right, that. we are way off track here. <laughs> you replaced that. That's right. You bought a cover on Amazon. <laughs> It was 10 bucks. Just calling you out now. It's leather. It's leather. (laughs) Okay, let's rein our distraction back in. So the car analogy, you know, if we're going to carry that forward, what is it that I'm wanting? If I see luxury vehicles around and I'm noticing these beautiful, they're more spacious than what we have currently. They seem more reliable. There's a quality, I don't know what the right words are to, to communicate this, but there's a respect that can happen. You know, if somebody sees you pull up in a vehicle like that, there's this like societal judgment that can happen, right? Like really it's a judgment. It, it can be, judgment <laughs> but, but, can be good I, or I bad. I sometimes wonder if that's put inside of feeling that way and not necessarily on the out. It can be, for sure. I don't think I've ever really judged somebody by what they drive up. Yeah, I I think some people do. But Um, actually, I judge people who have really cool old junky cars. Like, I really (laughs) like them a lot. I'm like, I'm going to like that. I'm going to like you. You just pulled up in the coolest old truck that barely made it up that hill. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So I think, you know, let's go deeper into that. What am I actually longing for with that? Mm -hmm. I'm longing for reliability. I'm longing for respect, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm longing for spaciousness, for feeling more expansive, for feeling like there's room in my life, you know, to like move and wiggle and feel confident and free to do you what want we want. You wiggle in your car. <laughs> <laughs> wiggle. I, we have two kids and a dog and a lot of gear. And, you know, it, when that all, stuff all gets packed in, like it feels tight. And so I think there's probably a reflection of what's happening with the vehicle that there's times and spaces and ways where we've chosen to live very small mm. with our life and with the home that we purchased. And so there's maybe some longing. There's It's like it's rubbing up against something in me that's like, yo, I want some space here. Something I want some, uh, yeah, like I need some room to stretch my arms out and Get wiggle a, a little. And a bicycle. There's <laughs> lots of room out there. There is. <laughs> you know, so that's the thing. So like then let's go, okay, well, if I really want to manifest this, if I want you know, however that would come into being, I have no idea. I think that's another challenge of it is like the expectation that we have of how that thing is supposed to come to us. You have to really dig into like removing that expectation and just allowing it to show up however and wherever, and usually in very unexpected ways. Usually it's not the ways that your brain conjures up like, oh, well, it will probably happen in this, this, or this way, right? Mm -hmm. It's usually some way outside of that. So if my next challenge is to how do I already go about feeling as if I've already received that, as if we've already purchased a new car, as if we've already been given a new vehicle Mm -hmm. or whatever, I need to think through and figure out like, how do I already feel expansive? What are ways I can already begin to practice feeling expansive in my life? What are ways that I can feel more reliability? What are ways I can feel joy and gratitude for the areas of our life that we already are expansive? And so just by the very nature of what manifestation requires you to do, you already kind of better your life because you're choosing love. You're choosing joy. You're choosing hope. You're choosing gratitude for what you have. You're saying, yes, I do long for these things. And you're figuring out why, but then you're choosing to live into this really beautiful way of living. Then, like you said, with that analogy of being single, Mm -hmm. 
then those things end up just kind of falling into place mm-hmm. as you're living a life of gratitude, as you're you're living in a way of feeling mm-hmm. as if you've already received the things that you long for. Right. It gets messier when the things are like necessities, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. if, yeah, for sure. if you're living in a world of homelessness yeah. and trying to manifest a home, there are certain responsibilities that come with that. You can't just pretend like... You, it's not a pretending, I know. Though. It's not like... A, but you can't just be grateful for that home that doesn't really exist or the bills that can't get paid. That tension can weigh on somebody yeah. so much that if I live into certain realities, of, and that just comes with gratitude and kindness and I, like all these good gushy things we also need to feel the weight of some bad decisions i feel like you and i are the type of people who always dream up projects around our house and there is one big fat project that can't get done because we have seven others that will appear amongst it Mm -hmm. and we'll do those and Mm -hmm. we'll do a small one here and we'll do a small one there and then all of a sudden our time our resources all the things are drained the budget's drained And the one thing that always doesn't get done gets pushed to the side in order for really some of it's frivolous. I mean, I I get the idea that I just really want a certain type of light fixture. And like all of a sudden, my mind can only think about that light fixture and how to make it the coolest light fixture. Like even if it doesn't exist, I can make it. We'll figure this out. (laughs) Like We'll do it. And that becomes so like focus is lost focus is then therefore diverted towards something else and then that comes into fruition and there's nothing wrong with those things coming into fruition but the natural consequence of that is for something else to not be complete or happen Mm -hmm. because of focus being lost now on a big scale on a grandiose scale like somebody who is that is homeless or someone who is really struggling to pay their bills or somebody like how does one lean into and still also not negate the fact that there's a lot of responsibility that comes with doing that if that makes sense there's responsibility in finding the resources and getting employment and just all the little things instead of just having a feeling that someday that home will come and i understand that some of that comes from outside of some people are literally given a a shit box, just a bag of hammers and it's heavy and they can't carry that. So community definitely offers a piece to that. I believe that no one should be homeless. So like, I think the job of living in a society is housing should be a necessity. Like everyone should be given safe space to live. So if we're taking that same analogy of homelessness, the longing is for shelter for protection, right? For refuge, for having a safe space. And so I would like to believe be times and places where they are offered that. Now it may look differently than what they imagine. It may not be this multi-million dollar mansion, but maybe somebody offers to pay for a hotel room for them for a night. You know, that's where community comes into play. Like we've been a part of that in a lot of ways and been on the receiving and the giving side Mm -hmm. of, you know, some really big, generous acts of kindness Mm -hmm. and, Yeah, I think that's the beauty of humankind is living in community. You know, I don't think anybody is made to live alone. I hear you on like the responsibility of it. I also think that 
I guess it correlates to some of our other conversations about, you know, you can't just like ignore a feeling and pretend it doesn't exist and then move on. Mm-hmm. You know, we think we can, but you're always kind of shoving it under the rug and it, you're, you're shoving it somewhere. You're hiding mm-hmm. it somewhere within you. The only real true way to move past something is to feel and move through it. Right. And I think sometimes there's fear that can come up with having to move through that. Yeah. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> the idea that manifestation, like it's possible that there are outward and outward pieces that can sort of get in the way of that. And it's not just internal belief systems mm-hmm. that we can be given a hell. We can be given something that we don't deserve. But my question back to you would be, is it possible that the external world is a reflection of our internal beliefs? I think while that's possible, I can also see children being raped and stolen yeah. and things. I mean, just awful things yeah. on to innocence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I don't I certainly don't have an answer to some of that. You know, I think it's all of it is still very new and mm-hmm. and I'm still kind of formulating my own beliefs with it where I'm like, I don't I don't know. How does this all work mm-hmm. and what do I believe about it? But I do know that there's something really beautiful, like full of light. Like when you say those things, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I have, here we go. I might cry. <laughs> I might cry. Um, have been, yeah, been around and seen and documented some really hard things um, for those listening. Before, uh, or I guess as I began on Leaf Studios, I was a, um, international photographer working with different NGOs, nonprofit organizations all over the world. And one of the things that I was very passionate about that I spent a lot of time working with was sex trafficking. And so I've I've seen and met some beautiful humans that are so resilient who have endured so much. And, you know, there's a lot of darkness there. And also amidst that darkness, like there's so much joy and light that can also permeate that. And what I think I'm so drawn to with this whole pursuit of, you know, manifestation or healing, meditations, tapping, all of it is this pursuit of light. Mm -hmm. That there's this like beautiful peace, you know, this calm, this, um, yeah, light. I don't even know how else to describe it. It's just this presence. I don't know, something that is so compelling, you know, and there's something really good and beautiful about it. And I don't understand it all. Um, but I know that I want to be where that is. Mm-hmm. I want to pursue that. I want more of it. Who doesn't, you know, like there has to be, yeah, the ability to pursue that, even for somebody that's in the darkest of the darkest of the darkest places. Light has to always creep in and permeate that. It cannot remain dark forever. And that might mean that somebody around you, you know, offers a little burst of light into the situation and you can grab a hold of that. Or it might mean that you just stumble into a community that offers light. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know how all of that works with manifestation, but I do know that a lot, not all, but a lot of the people that I've been studying and learning from and and kind of admiring about this work with manifesting 
it always leaves me feeling lighter, feeling better, feeling cleaner. (laughs) And it's a weird word to use, but that feels true. It feels like it's almost like a cleansing, a washing of things that energetically just feel stuck or dirty or gross. Or it's like every time I do a practice like that, I just feel lighter and better like lighter physically and also like more light within. Right. When I hear like you speak about manifestation, I think that my hope and why I asked that question and why I think that it has this level of skepticism around it with some. Like yourself? (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually don't think I do. I think that I'm okay to ask those questions because I've come to this realization that it's not woo. (laughs) Like, so when you use that language, I'm like, I don't think it's that woo. I think maybe we should define woo first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it is some new agey term. The root of what I, what isn't like it manifests destiny. I mean, like, there's this idea like within us that we can have this pursuit of happiness. I mean, that's a very American idea, but it's also a very human idea to find joy, Mm -hmm. to find peace. And I don't think that that is new agey. (laughs) I think that there are people out there that couldn't give it a zing that maybe reflects something more like I can just dream up and achieve certain things. But I think that what... I wanted to hear from you is what you've said, which is, I mean, they were predictable because I know you. <laughs> so I knew that that's how you see these things. But I wonder how, if it's helpful for other people to hear that because it's not one thing, it's another, if that makes sense. Like, like we can easily say, if I have this idea of a very particular thing, like a very specific piece of something, then that I can and should have it. And I think it's a much bigger thing than that, which I think is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking even this podcast episode, like it's kind of crazy to me because I didn't know what you were going to ask. You just said, what if I interview you? And I was like, okay, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) And then that's the first question you ask, which funny enough, like you didn't even know that I've just interviewed the only other Mm -hmm. interview that we have, but because we have been working. Yeah. I like to be so far ahead and and we're not so far ahead because of wedding season Mm -hmm. being so intense this year. The only other recorded one that I have that was ready to go is with this girl and her whole world is manifestation. Mm -hmm. And I've been kind of like, I don't know. Like, am I ready to like put that out there? Because I don't even know. Right. And so (laughs) I I actually had told my team like, hey, I'm for this one, but I think there's going to need to be one or two before it. I'm not sure what those are exactly or how that's going to go, but let's just put this on pause. Mm -hmm. And they've been kind of like, yo, what are the other ones? Where where are we going to do this? How is this going to happen? We were kind of need that information. And then we sat down today to record this. And that's the first question in your mouth. And I feel like this is the conversation that needed to happen before mm-hmm. that episode. So even in that way, it was just kind of manifested. Like mm-hmm. it's also by me leaning into intuition, that has to be a part of it too. And just, I, to me, it comes back to like the conversation. I don't know, remember if it was this morning or last night that you and I were having just about we only live on this earth once. Like we get one life. Like why spend time and energy on things that we don't want. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there's responsibility. Yes, there's going to be things you need to do. But if we have the opportunity to 
dream up a life that is like our dream life and the what we want and what we long for. And if we have the ability to pursue pleasure and joy every day, why would we not do that? Mm-hmm. Why would we ever compromise that? And so for me, a huge part of that is leaning into intuition and going like, that didn't feel right to just publish that podcast. I didn't know why, but I didn't need to know why. I just knew, "Mm, I don't know why, but that's not right. And then allowing things to just kind of happen and flow and Mm -hmm. come with ease and Mm -hmm. simplicity too. But like even what you just said still comes with a level of knowing oneself and digging deep and doing the work because you could easily say, let's dream up a life that we want and pleasure and Mm -hmm. all these things. And there are all these false pleasures that maybe are fleeting, that are Mm short-lived. Like, I mean, I can pound a six-pack of beer and feel really happy for a good hour (laughs) and then feel like shit the next day. We can find pleasure in going to the beach and then feel really tired coming back because we've overdone it. We can jump too deep into the pleasure pool where it ends up leaving us in a darker place, if that makes sense. To me, there's a difference between like a short-term pleasure and like a A sustainable, a deeper peace and joy. Mm -hmm. To me, those things are very different. Pleasure is a part of that, but yeah, I don't know. There's a difference there. Maybe we can Mm -hmm. do another episode on that Well, no, I mean, and then that's what I'm saying. Like all these can spawn more because I think that the conversation still comes up with lots of people when these sorts of things are talked about because there are short term and there's long term and then there's things that get in the way of what we actually want and there are things that we get in our own way but then there's ways i think that other people can possibly play a role in that i think that you and i have chosen a relationship with one another and so therefore i play a role on what you want in this world and vice versa and so yeah, I think that's the conversation that, and I really like to have conversations that obviously never end. Because I'm like, because <laughs> now I have like five other things that I'm like, well, then this can go this way or that way. So maybe let's do this. I think it would be really interesting for anybody listening. If you want to find us on Instagram and DM David or I with questions about manifestation, about anything that this conversation is sparking for you and then we can kind of have that conversation in our dms and then also you know and if we there's tell each other and then we'll ask those <laughs> questions to each other so and we can do we can re- always record another one that would maybe be continued conversation publicly as well if you are listening and you don't follow us i'm at almond leaf a-l-m-o-n-d-l-e-a-f and david is almond leaf video So you can follow either of us there and and reach out to either of us on DMs. I think in order to conclude it, I think what would feel really good is maybe to jump into something really practical though, like to actually kind of line it up with business. Because I think we've talked a ton about like really personal things, like personal desires or longings with manifestation, but how do we kind of connect it back to business? Something kind of really practical or tangible. Do you have any thoughts there? Like a a question I have for you about Sure. Answer. Either one. (laughs) I don't know. One of the things that I think you and I have talked about a lot is like we can show up to literally the same venue with the Mm. same kind of day unfolding wedding wise and a dark cloud can follow or a lighter one. And both are put into a space with the same pressures, not always the same issues, but very similar. I mean, we just had one where a girl ripped her dress and she felt it. She was upset. She was not happy about it. And she moved on. And she had an incredible wedding. 
and everybody smiled ear to ear and it, it real, like real smiles, yeah. not fake ones. Tears were just had everywhere. She didn't allow that to plague her day in her space. And then that same thing could happen to another person at that same space. And the day is followed with just such judgment and such mm -hmm. shame and such meanness and ugliness all around. And so kind of this idea of attracting what you put out and that's what I think leads to manifestation, some of that stuff, why we should exude kindness. But at the same time, also be very, very, very aware and open to negative because we can't just not feel bad things. <laughs> and so when it comes to business, and uh, if you are a person that's listening to this that owns your own business and things like that, I think that it's really easy to get pessimistic and burned out and really tired in a time of stress. Elizabeth and I are there right now, and we wake up in the morning, we get to go do our jobs that are very, very good and are very helpful to the world and to ourselves and to paying bills and to caring for our families. And it's really easy to get caught up in, I'm not good enough. Everything I'm producing is bad. I have 17 people who are waiting on me. When you have all these people who are in love with our, with our work and are very happy with what we're doing and we can get stuck on one person or on one task and it can destroy our outlook on our whole job not even our day like literally can make us want to quit uh, i think that's a a sign or symptom of burnout for sure another episode coming very up very good at wrapping it up <laughs> okay no i think there is another episode coming up that will be all about burnout and kind of diving into that like how to to watch for the signs of that mm -hmm. and how to kind of prevent that or heal from that too. But I do want to circle back on, you know, you were talking about this last one that we did and her dress. The moment she's stepping in her dress, it's this like big moment. She's thought about her whole life. It was even in her vows that she's like planned her whole day since she was like a little girl and she steps in and rips it. And you can just see and feel like the intensity of that, you know, and and she did. She felt it. Like you said, like she really felt it. And yeah, then she didn't just laugh it off. Right. <laughs> she definitely was like upset. And then I remember like kind of making eye contact with her and could see that she was like about to lose it. And she was, she needed some kind of solace or solace. Is that what I heard? Solace. <laughs> I don't know. She needed some, you know, support. Yeah. In that moment. And I don't know. I think that's, again, it goes back to community. Like that's where, you know, I was able to look at her from a totally different perspective, somebody that's not so close to her that she, maybe she would receive it poorly because I'm a neutral person. So I could look at her and say, okay, like we're going to fix it. We're going to figure it out. Somehow it will be just fine. Here's some ideas that we could do. Which one feels good to you? We've sewn people in dresses. I literally sewed her back in her dress <laughs> multiple times that day because <laughs> um, it ripped even more later. And so again, just the reflection of like the choice that she made. You know, she chose to not let something that felt really big ruin her whole day and like unravel everything. And I think, yeah, when it comes to business, I think that there's there's choices that we get to make too. You know, there's also the ability to choose to do something that brings you pleasure when your to-do list feels really overwhelming. You know, when you feel like things start having that domino effect, you know, like she could have said, oh, well, my dress tore and oh man, and then started like literally calling attention and naming all the negative things in that day. You know, the wind was blowing like crazy. Her dad was super concerned about hair being messed up all day. There, I mean, there was just like, 
there were things that could be named that could have been given attention that were really difficult or challenging, but she didn't focus on those. She chose to focus on these really beautiful things. And I think love has a way of doing that if we allow it, where there's always this invitation, this ongoing invitation with love to see good and beauty and celebrate that. All you need is love. All you need is love. <laughs> love is a many splendid thing. Yeah. I don't know if that was really helpful to tie it back in with business, but I think, <laughs> I guess maybe where business and personal kind of are integrated. I think sometimes we don't give enough credit to what we personally need and realizing that's actually the best thing we can do for our business Mm -hmm. is to maybe change our perspective personally. Maybe it's to go do something that brings us joy and brings us pleasure or happiness or self-care, but just kind of shift our perspectives and get outside of our heads and realize that, oh man, whatever that, you know, dress ripped situation is in your business today it doesn't have to permeate and doesn't have to cause a domino effect in every other aspect of your business in your life. You can choose happiness or choose joy or choose gratitude in that. Somebody once said to me, I thought this was really interesting, that hope is like a a neutral. Yeah. But maybe I shouldn't say that because that's in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) So I've heard this because you've obviously told me that. I did tell you that. (laughs) Cool. Well, thanks for being on today. Is there anything... (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's always, I've always got something more to say. But. Was awesome. that, was I less boring? <laughs> you were, you were totally We're going to listen boring. to this and be like, man, you sounded normal in the moment, but now I'm listening to it. You sound awful. <laughs> no, no, it was really good. It was good. All right. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Thanks for being on. Thanks for listening, guys. If you feel inclined, leave us a review. We could use the support in that way. It would be a way to generously give back to us. And like I said, please slide into the DMs and let us know what you want to learn about, what you want to hear about, what kind of conversations are helpful and supportive to you and your business. Because that's what we're here for. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> Have a good day. If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.